All right, let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. Lord, as we come and, and worship you together, and we just pray that you would just draw nearer to us. Make your presence known to each and every one of us, Lord. Open our eyes that we may see and our ears that we may hear. Lord, we lift up all those who couldn't be with us this morning. You know, each and every circumstance, we ask that you would just reach in and, and touch them in their circumstances. Lord, that your will would be done in each and every one of them. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Turn with me this morning to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. And I want us to reflect this morning for a minute on Lazarus and the circumstances surrounding Lazarus. Not, not so much Lazarus himself, but, but his sisters. Now, we know that they knew exactly who Jesus was and what he was capable of but I want us to take special, special, a special look at their faith this morning. We've been talking about faith and 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 believing and 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 staying true to what we know is, is that God will deliver us through our circumstances. And I, I want us to 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 look at this this morning and point out a few things. So John chapter eleven, <clears throat> verse one, it says, "Now a certain man was sick." Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was, that, it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Now we know that Jesus loved Lazarus and his sisters. Lazarus was a beggar. Aren't we all beggars? By nature, we're all beggars. And we have a, a beautiful picture here this morning of us in our time of need. In our circumstances, we're just like Lazarus. We're just like Mary and Martha. And they sent to him and they said, Lazarus whom you love has fallen ill. So they knew who the doctor was, didn't they? Just like we know who the doctor is. And, and, and so they sent for him. And, he, and he, when he says in verse 4, When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Our sicknesses and our circumstances fit right there in that verse. Our circumstances that, that come up in our lives should be for the glory of God. And that through Him working through us in our circumstances, He might be glorified. And all those around who see may see the workings of Him in our life. But we don't look at it like that, do we? We get pretty selfish. Self-centered. And then we want to get on a pity trip. 
Instead of keeping our focus on the big picture and the things that would glorify God and, and, and our attitude right. But let's move on. It says here, when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Now, I bet that drove him crazy that he didn't come right away. Doesn't it, don't you and I get, get so impatient when God doesn't answer our, our prayers immediately? We, we think he's not paying attention, don't we? We think he doesn't know what go, what's going on. We know better, but all these things, why won't he answer us? But it says here that Jesus waited two more days. Now Jesus, let's see, uh, verse 7. Then after he, this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going there again? It's a good picture of, of, of where their faith really is, isn't it? They know who they're walking around with, who they're studying, but yet their human nature is worried about him getting stoned. Their, their, their human nature might even be worried about their own reputation of being seen with him. How many times in your life has the opportunity arose for you to, to, to exemplify your Christian relationship and, and, and you stand in the back and try to be quiet? You're not so sure you want anyone to know that you're one of his. It's easier to keep quiet and stay in the back than go to make a ruckus. I have. I do. But we are to be bold in our faith. We, we, are, to, we are to be proud of our relationship with Christ. We, sh we should be firm in our stance in our relationship with Him and, and that He is our Savior and He is our Lord and He controls who we are and what we do. His principles are who we follow. And when the world is going on around us, we're the, we're the one ugly duckling in the bunch, aren't we? That's, that's, that's the way the world makes us, makes us feel. We're not the one ugly duckling. We're the one shining star. We're the one shining star that, that, that has an opportunity to shed light on darkness. rabbit trail sorry he said let us go to Judea again then the disciples said to him rabbi lately the Jews sought to stone you and you're going there again Jesus answered are there not 12 hours in the day if anyone walks in the day he does not stumble but he sees the light of this world but if one walks in the night he stumbles because the light is not in him now he's not talking about day and darkness is he? he's talking about the light of God and, and the darkness of sin. Okay? These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Now watch 
their response. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about him taking a sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. How many times does God have to shake me and you because we don't get it? Because we're, we're acting like dummies. Amen? All the time, right? He said, he, he, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. That you may believe, nevertheless, let us go with him. He's saying, because y'all are being so ignorant and so unfaithful, I'm glad that he died so that you can see and have a little more faith in who I am. I'm going to tell you something. He, does, he, he works the same way in mine and your life. I have to be shaken. Don't you have to be shaken? And stirred up? And sometimes when we get a hold of that, don't we, don't we feel so ashamed that we didn't see it? And that we were so unbelieving? But he said, you know, he said, I mean, here these men have walked with Jesus and been taught by Jesus and have seen things, and, and still, look at how unbelieving they are. That should give me and you hope. I hadn't walked this earth with Jesus. But the Holy Spirit communicates with me, just like He communicated with them, except He's in their face. He's in their ear. And still they had lack of faith. So that should give you and I hope. And, and the, those times and when we realize we're so weak in our faith, hey, these guys walked and talked with him. And theirs was weak. But he's here to lift us up. He, he's here to get us right back on the track. He's here to forgive us, redeem us, and put us right back into the right relationship with Him. He said, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go with Him. Don't you, can't you just see His frustration? <laughs> oh, He would really get frustrated with me. Verse 17, So when Jesus came, He found that He had already been in the tomb four days. Now, and in in, I'm told, I've read, I've heard I've, somewhere that the, the Jews believe that after a person died, their spirit hovered around the outside of their body for three days before it gave up and left. Okay? I don't know where I heard that. But I read it. I read it or heard it. Anyway, he waited four days. I believe if that is true, that he, it was even more of a miracle because in that old Jewish religion, it was another proof that this only was God working. But it, he'd been in the tomb four days. Now, they didn't embalm folks. And we're going to see here in a minute Lazarus was really dead. Dead, dead. Stinking dead. 
Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. So they were mourning. They were having, just like we gather, they were gathered. Now Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went to him and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Now, she had faith. But, but she also questioned in herself, Hey, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. And now he's dead. And I think I believe you have the power, but I'm not sure. He, because he's dead. He's really dead, Jesus. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Now, he's trying to wake her up a little bit. Because just like... Just like her, in, in our circumstances, we sometimes don't act like we believe it. We, we, don't, we don't believe, although we say we believe, when we really examine ourselves and check ourselves in dire straits and circumstances, we don't live like we believe that Jesus is the life of our circumstances. That He is the resurrection of our, our issues. That he has come and overcome anything that, that we live through. We say it, but we don't, we don't live it. We don't, we don't have that, that true attitude in our heart that we believe it. If, if the pastor asks you, you say, well, I know Jesus is in control. But, but you're not living like it. Because, because it, it's, it's all over you. It's all over how you live. It's all over your attitudes. It's all over your demeanor. But, but, but he, he said here, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the one who sees you through every circumstances. I have overcome everything. Everything. Even though stinky Lazarus death. She said to him, Verse 27, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is to come into the world. And when she said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard it, heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Oh, no. She's going to meet Jesus. She knows where to go. Just like you and I know where to go. But for some reason, we have a hard time in our circumstances running to Him first. 
And sometimes, a lots of times, we run to him last. When we knew all along where the answer was to be found. So the Jews, they think she's going to the tomb to weep some more. She's going to meet Jesus, the teacher. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, very important, when, 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 when we take our, our, our concerns, our issues, and our, our problems to Jesus, do we truly submit, fall down in front of him, get low, and submit to him? Get prostrate before him. I thought about that this week. And I thought... I, I realized in my own life that I don't always approach him that way. I don't always come in a submissive way to him. And it's an attitude. It's an attitude of the heart. But it says here, he says, the first thing she did was fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews came uh, with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit. And he said, where have you laid him? Now he knew. He knew exactly all this, didn't he? He said, where have you laid him? He said, she said, they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. He loved Lazarus. I don't believe for one minute he was weeping for Lazarus. I believe he was weeping for all the unbelievers out there that he was fixing to have to do this for so they would believe. He knew Lazarus was going to be okay. There wasn't a doubt the outcome that, for Lazarus. But, but it was all these people who had walked with him, who had been taught by him, who had seen who he was and knew who he was. And through all of that still had unbelief. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? <laughs> the crowd. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again groaning in himself came to the tomb it was a cave, and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench. For he has been dead four days. Now, I'm going to tell you something. And, and this is, you probably this is more information than you want to know, but there, there's nothing that stinks like the human body. You've smelt animal death. I'm sure all of But there's nothing that stinks like the human body. And he's, I mean, now, he's rotting. He's decaying. He's not still warm. He's dead, dead. She said, there's a stench, for he's been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, 
Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. All of this is, the, is being done for, for those folks standing there watching. Just like when God works in yours and my life and we have the right attitude and the glory goes to Him, it's being done for those around you. It's being done for family members, friends, co-workers, whoever might see God working through you. This wasn't being done for Lazarus at all. Lazarus was going to be fine. Real fine. But it's, it was for all the unbelief that was surrounding these set of circumstances. Now when he had said these things in verse 43, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. He's full of life. He's not a zombie. He is a perfectly fine human being because the Holy Spirit, Jesus, healed him. He, he, he was an example. Now can you imagine the jaws that was on the floor? I would like to think that those who were in Jesus' circle were, were feeling a little bit guilty. Guilty that they didn't believe. That they had doubt. That their faith was so weak that they didn't take Jesus at His word. Well, that's me. That's me. Because as we go through circumstances in our lives, no matter, and, and I'm not saying necessarily sick. I am talking about any circumstances. I'm talking about any circumstances. We really, if we, if we pay attention to ourselves and we examine ourselves, we are to be able to put our finger right on the unbelief from the start that's in our life. We've been told we're weak and, and have little faith. Why don't we acknowledge it? Instead, we're telling ourselves all the time, oh, I'm faithful. i got a lot of faith. I know God's in control. Until those circumstances crop up, and then we, we go to thrashing around and throwing fits and, and temper tantrums. and Then we have to be taught patience. 
Then we have to be taught patience because we're acting like little babies. Until God shakes us and wakes us up and shows us how little our faith is and that He's not going to move until we get right. And then once we do get right, what happens? Deliverance comes. Deliverance comes. But what I want you to see here this morning is, is those around you watching you in these circumstances... If, if, if when circumstances come into our life we have an attitude that, that through these circumstances we want to glorify God and let Him get the glory oh what blessings come to those around us what blessings are poured out on us and those around us because God is glorified and He can use those circumstances in our life to grow somebody else to teach somebody else what a true Christian should, should look like going through circumstances. But our unbelief gets in the way. Our unbelief gets in the way. Just like the, our, their unbelief got in the way. And they lived, eat, eat, eat breathe, and sleep with Jesus. Oh, Lazarus, when he came forth, he was clean. Couldn't have been better. 100% clean, pure, healthy. He had been laying there rotten, stinking. Just like, a, just like I was before I got saved. We were all a bunch of Lazarus. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. Unbecoming, anyone, anything becoming of us. We stunk. We stunk with sin. And one day he said, Come forth. I'm going to make you whole. Praise God. And when he said that to you, you came. And were made clean. To walk in union with him. And for the rest of your life, to live your life in a way that glorified and honored him. We get off track. We lose sight of it. We take it for granted. We don't, we don't study our, the Word of God like we should. We don't stay in prayer like we should. And, and before you know it, our faith is watered down. It's gotten weaker. And here you, here, next thing you know, we're in a set of circumstances. And we act like we had never been saved. We act like a bunch of whirlwinds for a little while. And we, and, and we wring our hands and we, we do everything we know to do to, to get ourselves out of them before we ever, ever go see the teacher. 
when if we'd have been like her and gone to the teacher first, circumstances most likely would have been easier. So I ask you this morning, I don't know, we all have circumstances. Every one of us have circumstances in our life. Have we run to the teacher? Do we have unbelief? Do we really believe that, that God is our answer? Or have we tried to figure out every other kind of answer? He is our portion. Our only portion. And we, and we must diligently work and seek to stay in that right relationship with Him so that our faith continues to be built up and that when we reach and enter a set of circumstances in our life, we're at arm's reach from the teacher. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this example in John. We thank You that for the reminder that You are our portion. Lord, we have unbelief in our life. I ask that You would just give us the grace. Pour out Your mercy and Your grace on each and every one of us that we, we might get back in that right relationship with You. And that we might live our lives to completely and wholly strive to honor and, and give you the honor and glory. As we enter circumstances like that, Father, you will see us through with joy and peace. I ask that you be with each and every one that couldn't be here this morning, Lord. You know it was many. I ask that you would just pour your grace out on them, your healing hands on them, those who need healing. You know who they are and, and what needs that need to be met. And Lord, by faith we know that you are more than capable to meet those needs. But most of all, we ask that your will be done in order that you might be glorified through each and every one of those circumstances. And that you, your light, your word, the gospel of Jesus Christ might be magnified to those around us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.